every fan i don't want to attack every fan every boston fan but um you know when people start yelling and all this stuff it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor line drive center field it's going to hang up racing back mcclinigan and he dives and he can't get there it's to the wall again squires into third he'll be waved home polk's going to try for the triple and he's there here's the pitch to brito Lifts it pretty deep to center field. Get out of here, ball! A home run from Alyssa Brito has given the Sooners a 2-1 to lead. She did it again. Five days to the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. A suddenly controversial edition of the T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. During that commercial break, I watched an entire history of the renovation of old Yankee Stadium into old new new old Yankee Stadium. Uh, it's the same. It's the same place, TJ. They just renovated it. It was a significant renovation, but it's the same plot. It's the same plot of land. Uh, surprised guest is joining us That's now right. online too. Good guest. morning, surprised guest. They wanted to. They wanted to jump in here with you real quick. Hey, Toby, Mark Williams. Coach! Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. C- congratulations. Hey. What a performance by you guys on Saturday night. Yeah, we, we were thrilled. It was, it was an awesome night. And uh, I called to thank you because the, uh, the scene center that you played and put together for us, I, I played that for my guys uh, right before the meet. And it was, it was awesome. Well, good. Uh, good. I just, I just wanted to thank you because that my alumni and what you did got them fired up, and they were their best selves for Saturday night. Well, uh, I think it was more the practice and uh, <laughs> hours and hours of training that they put in. But man, I, you guys were fantastic. I, did you break your hand? Is that what I saw yesterday? <laughs> it's it's uh, it's purple. It's actually pretty bruised. You can see it. <laughs> They they were pounding on my hand as they came off, but it was definitely worth the price because uh, they were just awesome and the crowd was amazing for us. It's it's really a special thing to have host a national championship and uh, you know it was it was kind of the kind of meet you win national championships. We had one mistake the whole night, but Stanford was just so stacked that they kind of ran away with things. But I definitely feel like a second place 
victory for us. And after what we had done on Friday, we were just so much better on Saturday night. It was it just felt felt like a victory. Well, and your young guys, you know, were up to the test of that huge stage, and that's got to give you all kinds of confidence going into next year. Yeah, how about Riddell Gamboa? Amazing. Third in the nation, just amazing. He he finished behind uh, arguably the you know the two best athletes that there are. Paul Judo from Michigan won the all around, but uh, Brody Malone, our our Olympian that's uh, won Olympic medals, was second. And then there's Raydell, and then there's Vitaly Gamera's from OU and Fuzzy Bennett's from OU. We took third, fourth, and fifth in the all around. After, wow. you know, Friday, I only had – none of them did more than three events. So we waited, you know. It was a little dangerous game to play because after Friday, you know, we were, we were in a position where we didn't get a choice of where we, we started. We got six pick of the six events. They put us on Palma Horse. We met Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Nobody else is in Lloyd Noble. We, you know, fought through routines. We, we tried to figure out who was going to be better. We changed our lineup. We brought Fuzzy in to do Pommel Horse. We put Riddell up first, and they just rocked it from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, for you to start there and to get that in the rear view right off the bat and to do well on it, it kind of looked like it sent you on your way. And you guys yeah, were fantastic, it, fantastic. It was it was, uh, it was. Kind of that dream night, you know, we got the high bar and just were lights out. And, and Riddell was just having a night. I, I walked out to him on high bar because it was just crazy at that point. We were just on a roll. And I was just like, hey, man, you're you're having a night. Just let it go. And he did. It was pretty amazing. So to finish the meet, we were on floor and Michigan was on vault. And we had a little bit of a lead, but... Typically, vault is an event that, you know, you can score pretty high yeah. on every vault. You know, you, if if Michigan had gone 73 on vault, we couldn't match that on floor. But suddenly my, my floor team didn't want to give it away. They were stuck sticking every pass, and they had one vaulter that had a little bit of a mistake. So we, were, we came down to the last guy, and Paul Judah goes up for Michigan and, and just nails a vault like scores the 15 and i go oh <laughs> you know i was like oh that's probably it but you know it, vitaly finished with the 14-6 on floor which was almost the same and we were still had a little bit of a lead and i look up and we we beat michigan by a tenth so pretty exciting night um but you know just gotta thank sooner nation for for showing up for us and having such a a great support for gymnastics in general. I wanted to congratulate KJ and the women's program for their fifth national championship Congrats, KJ. as well. Sorry about that. That was supposed to be – that worked out well, but that was an accident, yeah. <laughs> well, and and the, the women's team showed up right when we were on parallel bars as we were going to high bar. Oh, wow. And that, and that brought some energy too because, you know, the, they just came right down close to the floor and we're just – yelling at the guys and it was it was on you know it was just it was really one of those magical times so good to have president harris there and athletic director joe castiglione was there and it, it was just good for gymnastics all the way around 
I don't know if I've seen you. You you have, I'm sure. I'm not sure I've seen a gymnast built quite like Raydell before. Like he really, I know he has a football background. But he he almost looks like a football player out there. It's so physically yeah. imposing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's a little bit bigger than the typical gymnast. He's he's a little bit you know upper body strength wise. You know, there's a, a length to him when he does the pommel horse and does the high bar, um, and he's just so awesome to watch. He has that charisma the personality when he's out there it's all Riddell you know and it just draws fans in you know <laughs> it's it's a really special quality um and you know we didn't even have him competing for the team on a couple of events because he's he's struggled a little bit on rings and vault and yet on Saturday night he he, he beat out the guy that counted for the team because he was just having that that kind of day where everything was happening for him. Well, Coach, congratulations on another fantastic season, and um, we look forward to next year already. You've got a very exciting young team. We do, and and uh, we also got the announcement that uh, Vitaly and Spencer and Morgan are going to come back for a COVID year, so wow. uh, we're actually not losing some of the, the experience at the top, and uh, you know, we've We've signed a couple of good guys, a kid, kid from Japan, who we ex- expect to do some special things. Uh, it, it looks good. You know, we, we hope to be able to close the gap with Stanford next year. Thanks for calling in, Coach. Congratulations again. Yep. Thank you, Toby. Appreciate all you've done for our program. Uh, you're the best. Thank you, Coach. We'll see, I'll see you out at the golf course. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to do that. <laughs> all right. See you, <laughs> right, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, how about that, TJ? Mark Williams. You were the in. inspiration behind the team this weekend. No, how about that's that? Not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> uh, by the way, here's KJ after winning the title on TV. Congrats, KJ, on another national title. Walk me through what you're thinking as you just found out you won your fifth national championship title. I've been thinking the whole meet. I have never seen anything like this in my life from any team that we've had. They had to fight and fight and claw themselves back into this meet. And, I mean, I am so impressed with their mental stability and their strength. I just can't even tell you. I'm just so proud of them. Reagan, talk about your emotions. You didn't have the perfect start to your day, but came back so strong on beam. How did you stay focused? You know, I just kind of gave my all. Like, before I went, I was just like, I have nothing to lose. I just got to go up there and do me, and that's what I did. So I'm proud of myself and my whole team. I'm so excited. The crowd went wild when you were on beam, but you held it together and had an amazing routine. What were you thinking? I was like, nothing phases me. Like, I'm me, and no one else can be me. So, like, I just did it. KJ, your last national title was in 2019. What makes this one special? I mean, honestly, the way we just did it. I've never seen anything like it. It just it just felt like they were not going to give up. That is what I'm proud of. Thanks, KJ. Last place after the first rotation. And to just like every rotation, they climbed a spot. Third place, second place, and then they ended up winning it. So, uh very impressive to start poorly like that in and when you only have four rotations there's not a lot of time to make up that ground and you're doing it against 
the three other best teams in the the nation, uh, it seemed unlikely. Uh, It looked like after the first event that it just wasn't going to be their day. But um, kudos. Another national championship for K.J. Kenley. Amazing. Okay. Hey, how about that? Didn't expect that to be an all-gymnastics segment, T.J., but uh, that's what it turned into. And that's great. We'll take a break. 405-329-9000. If you'd like to call in, you can text the show. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the Morning Show on The Ref. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. Office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses right here in Oklahoma and Kansas, helping you with copiers, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions, and so much more. RKBlatt.com. Or you can call the office, 405-943-9800. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, this person's comparing Mo Gibson to Trey Young. Trey is a much better passer and ball handler than Mo is. And a better yeah. shooter, to be honest. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Gibson was at his best while he was running the point at the end of last year. Well, I agree with that. Yes. I agree. I, he is capable of running the point bringing the ball up the court and things like that. But as far as – I don't think he's an NBA point guard. As of right now, I don't think he has the ball-handling skills to be an NBA point guard. Now, you can work on that kind of thing. I mean, I think if he's going to play in the NBA, that's probably where he's going to have to be. So not that he can't get there, but um, he's capable of bringing the ball up the court and beating the press. This one says Kyrie without the handles. Boy, we're making some pretty lofty comparisons yeah, for yeah. Mo Gibson here, people. Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, two perennial Jeez. all-stars. <laughs> and we're sitting there talking about it. I don't, I love don't know you, if he'll even get drafted in the second round. So, right. yeah. Uh, very nice comparisons, though. Very polite of you how guys. Tall is, how tall is Kyrie? Um, bigger, isn't he, than, and than Bo? Like 6'3", six, 6'4"? Am I uh, giving him too much height there? 6'3", probably? See, I think here this is an old comparison, but I think Moe's spot, if he's going to make it in the league, is as a Vinny Johnson type. He comes off the bench. If he's hot and fills it up, great. He's an offensive fire starter. There's a root, There's a place for that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know Vinny could guard anybody either. I don't know how tall Vinny was. He wasn't very big. But you know what I mean? Like, Jason Terry was kind of like that. We've seen it through the years where some guys, well, what's his name, that has made a living at that with the Clippers and uh, Hawks in recent oh, uh, years. Uh, uh, Lou, Crawford, uh, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Lou, Crawford well, you're thinking, I'm thinking of Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Right. Yeah, that, that kind of player. I think that's his role, if he's going to make it in the league, is – and that's value. You can get paid a lot of money and play a lot of years if you can do that. The size worries me. But as a specialist, sometimes coming off the bench, you know, you can 
you can scheme around that a little bit. But I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a mock with him in it yet, though. So. Jim in Arlington says, Toby, I wish OU would have played the other two games against Lamar last weekend like in a regular series. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that, Jim. I saw you tweeted that at me, and now you've texted it. I don't know what to tell you about that. So the whole series was supposed to be against Pacific. Lamar came up with a blank in their schedule and needed some games, so OU worked with them to to make that Friday doubleheader work. So I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> do, be- what, do better on, really your schedu- want- on your scheduling, Toby. Jim really wants me to know that he wished they had played Lamar. I'm, okay. <laughs> uh, this person says, weekend TV sports choices, PGA greater to, than the USFL, greater than the NBA. For me, yeah. I'd much rather watch the golf. Um, Since my teams aren't in it. If I you're mean, giving if me USFL as one of the choices, it. I'm probably even going golf, and that says a lot there, so. Uh, OU Women's Gymnastics, OU Women's Tennis Champs, OU Men's Gymnastics Runner-Up Softball 2-1 and one over Texas. What a great weekend. Yeah, Women's Tennis did win. It's not the championship yet, but they are about to embark on uh, regionals, so they're about to start their pursuit. They're ranked number two in the nation. So uh, I think the regionals are coming up at home here in the next weekend or two weeks. I need to look that up. This one says, tell that listener with the hurt back to walk it off. That must be from Brent. He must be listening to the show today. Yeah, okay. come on. <laughs> Suck it up. This person would like to know, what's the YouTube channel? My family was singing that song all weekend, too. Um, Danny something. I can't no, remember the guy's name. You sent it to me. I want to be the only place you can hear that song. <laughs> okay, then don't give it out. Don't give it out. You talk about what day of the week it is? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Right. Uh, speaking of show uh, things stuck in your head, when my mother-in-law asked me if I enjoyed the ham she made for Easter lunch, I said, it was good, good, it's a good thing. <laughs> Uh, this says, hey, what can good. I do with... That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> hey, what can I do with this? And it's a picture of an autographed basketball from, I can't tell what team, but Lon's the top signature up there. Um, I don't know. What do you mean, what can you do with it? <laughs> Keep it? <laughs> Display it on a shelf? <laughs> yeah. Bounce it? <laughs> Play a game with it if you want to, if the... Autographs aren't sentimental to I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I think put it on a shelf. It looks like it's right on here. a shelf in the picture, so I'd leave it there. Uh, I watched a replay of Thurman Munson's last game at Yankee Stadium. Gives you a very eerie feeling. Hmm. Okay. Well, Thank you. A very depressing tweet there. Or t- uh, I would there. say the, the uh, comparison, uh, I was trying to think of the comparison. I've got lost in this Yankee Stadium rabbit hole here. Soldier Field in Chicago, a little bit like that. You know how it's the same place, but it doesn't look like the same place? That's kind of what they did the Yankee Stadium a little bit. But they didn't make new – the new old Yankee Stadium was still good looking. New Soldier Field looks like a spacecraft. Is the guy arguing that uh, originally argued with you even old enough to even know the difference, or is he in our yes. age group? No, 
Okay, okay. Maybe I'll tell you who it is tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was at the original, original Yankee Stadium covering that game when good. it opened. That's good. 19, That's a good thing. 1923, he yeah, was he there. He would know. He was covering <laughs> the original 1923 opening. Right, so Gallagher-Iba Arena is really just Gallagher Hall. That's what this one says. That's a good comparison. It's the same place. They just made it better. Right. Uh, the guy with the basketball says, no, I want to donate it. Do you know of any, like, uh, OU charitable uh, organizations you can donate an autograph ball for where they could auction everybody's it off or something? Everybody's always looking for auction items yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I would say sure. just pay yeah. attention to that type Keep of thing. Keep your ear yeah. to the ground. Yeah, some yeah. charitable organization having an auction near you, they would love it. Uh, last one I'll read here. Un-American, TJ. Un-American. <laughs> I wasn't so I American that, today. The thing that made me the most upset this weekend, TJ, was this UCF football jersey thing, spring game. Did you see this with the QR codes? Sorry, I was answering the phone. Uh, QR codes on the USFL jerseys? No. UCF. For their spring game. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Their players wore QR codes or are wearing them. I don't know if they had it Saturday or if it's still to come. Instead of numbers. Oh, come on. How ridiculous is that? They have... Yeah, let me see here. So, the QR codes link to a player's bio, social media accounts, personal websites, and charities of their choice. Number on the front, QR code on the back. I, w- I immediately went into convulsions, TJ, when I saw it. I was, can you imagine trying to call a game where the players are wearing QR codes on their backs? Especially a spring game when there's a whole bunch of new guys. Oh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you're not even used to the, the roster yet. So what a nightmare. Like, were they pausing, like, where people could actually scan them? I mean, how, why does it even work? How does it even work? <laughs> I know. I was answering the phone. You probably just answered that, so. No, I didn't. I don't okay. know how it works. Okay. I didn't. I, I don't. I think they're trying to get some attention, and they've done that. Like, this went viral this weekend, and uh, and it's co- I guess it's cool for them. Uh, the argument is, well, we got the numbers on the front. But you're not always facing me. You know what I mean? Like, most of the time, you're not, honestly. So it would just, all I care, like, the immediate thought was selfishly, how are you going to call a game when everybody's got QR codes on their backs? Well, why would that be cool to the guys anyway? Like, are they walking up to each other before the game like, dude, your QR code's sweet, man. Yeah, thanks. I like yours, too. I mean, why would that even be cool to them? Unless it's like you scan their jersey and it drops twenty bucks directly into their bank account. I mean, we are cutting edge. That's what that says. We are a cutting edge football program. That nah, says you're ridiculous. We put That's what QR that says. codes on the backs of our no, players. A, there's nothing good about that. I'm sorry. I would love to be in the meeting where that idea gets presented to Joe Castiglione. Sorry, hey. Joe, I'm stepping in. I never step on your toes, but I'm doing it here. No! 
Just an idea the for meeting. the spring game. How about we wear black jerseys with QR codes on the back? <laughs> Can you imagine Teddy Lehman's head when they walk out of the field? QR codes. <laughs> what are we even doing here? I made fun of them. I didn't make fun of them, but I kind of made fun of them on Twitter. And the vast majority of people understood my sarcasm. There were a couple of people that kind of accused me of being against players and players' rights and, you know, all this kind of stuff, not being woke enough. (laughs) There were a couple of people that came after me like, don't get any more woke I'm than part you. Come of, on. I'm part of the problem, you know, trying to keep players from pursuing financial gain and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, dude, read my bio, all right? All I'm worried about is trying to call a game. Guys running around with QR codes on their back. <laughs> Boss Lady says she thinks it's to send them to their uh, social media to get more followers. I get that, but that was my question, like... Were they pausing on TV so that you could scan the quarterback's <laughs> QR code? I mean, hey, stand still. All right. <laughs> Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel, come over here. I can't figure out how to find any of your social medias. Stand right there so I can scan your <laughs> QR code. Maybe this will unlock the secret to the Dylan Gabriel universe for me. Ah, there it is. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's UCF, DJ. Future member of the Big 12 right there, UCF. All right, uh, 8.33, quick break. We got Chris Plank coming up soon. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Here's the pitch. That's lifted. Right field. Going back. Going back. Going back. It's gone. It is gone. Galen Fogue has walked it off. The Bobcats with two home runs in the bottom of the seventh have won. They've won. There's popcorn going everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. That with the, uh, who was it that we played? Uh, Fred Nats. Remember the Fred Nats announcer last week? Uh, uh, he was rhyming. Yes. Uh, Rocket. Locked it. Restocked it. it. Yeah. Yeah, he did definitely. He definitely restocked it at one point. Uh, let me see if I can find that. That just has made my heart. So happy the last few days hearing these calls. Uh, no, that's not it. Ah, dadgummit, I can't find it. Major League Baseball has got to get their guys back to stadiums, too. I don't know if you saw the clip oh, that happened yes. to the Angels guy over the weekend. He's sitting there trying to call a game and is waiting on the next pitch, and it, the video clips on him, and the guy's walking out of the dugout with his glove ready for the bottom half of the inning. Yeah, that happened a couple of times. There was one other situation of that this week. Foul ball. There was a foul ball, or they thought it was a foul ball, and it was a home run. I think it might have been. I think it might have been it the may, same series. It may have been that same series with the Angels Rangers. Yeah, because I saw that one too. I think it was the Rangers. So it's not everybody. Like I know the Reds guys are traveling again now. So it must be a team by team choice. Man, I could tell you. Not, uh, 
calling a game remotely would stink in any sport. There is, I understand there's some cost saving to it, and and obviously it was born out of the pandemic and everything. But there are some sports where it would be tougher than others, and baseball would be one of the toughest. I've called a game before, a softball game, remotely before, and it's just almost impossible. And, I mean, as soon as the ball's hit, it leaves the screen, and you're completely at the mercy of the camera operator to let you know if it's a pop-up or a home run. And sometimes it leaves the screen, and it looks like it was really hit hard, and then they they take the you know the full field shot, and it's a pop-up to second, or it's a foul ball, or what. It's just really, really hard. Not to mention all the things you miss in the stadium that oh, you absolutely. just can't yeah. see as far as, like, coaches arguing with umpires or pitching changes or who's warming up in bullpens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, at least in basketball, at least in basketball, most of the time you see the full court in front of you. Still miss a ton. You still miss those conversations between coaches and refs and uh, cutaways of who's injured on the bench and fan reactions and all that kind of stuff. I'm not a proponent of doing basketball games remotely either, but it would be much simpler than baseball. So, yeah, there's no excuse for a major league team with the budgets that they have not to have their guys back on the road unless you're just being cheap. Which obviously the Angels were. may have to be so. uh, do have something to do. Is Nadell traveling? Um, you know what? I only watched on TV that opening series, so they were on the road in Toronto. I would assume so, but I didn't listen to any of the radio side of that. I only watched on television, so I'm honestly not hey, sure on that. You'd be proud of me. Uh, when I travel, I try to always clean up after myself. In Boost your yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know that I'm army, but I try to, you know, leave it looking good. Not leave it, just you know, pack up my stuff and leave, and have coke bottles everywhere and trash. And you know, some people are like that. I try to pick up after myself, but for the OU Texas series in Arlington, we were in the home radio booth. We were in Ooh, look at you. Nadell's booth. Look at you. And I made extra sure that that I was Army for that one, TJ. I picked up. I I didn't just pick up everything. Like, I wiped it down. I went and got paper towels and got them all wet and wiped down every day. I was like, this is going to look better for Eric Nadell than it has ever looked. (laughs) Hey, you're in a a guy's booth that's in Cooperstown. You got to clean up after yourself. So I'm proud of you. It's exactly right. So I thought you'd be. How about the uh, – we have found out now that there will be multiple Red Sox that will not play in their series against Toronto because they are unvaccinated. Un- unvaccinated, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Don't get me feel started. Were, how would you feel if you were a teammate? Um – I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I can't you know, get I into that. I'm not getting into this situation. <laughs> I would, I'm telling. I would be ticked off, man. We're we're on a common cause here, trying to win it. You know. I mean, I, but who are you to tell them they have to have it? Would you know if they got the flu vaccine? Oh, I'm not. Don't get the, me started. 
I'm not saying the rule is a good rule at this point. That's where we can agree. At this point, I don't think it should be a rule. But if it is a rule, come on, man. We're trying to win here, right? Aaron Judge, there's a bunch of them that aren't. I'm not just Red Sox players, so it's going to be. What a break for the Blue Jays. It's going to be a every problem home for a lot series, of teams. Every home series the Blue Jays play this year, they're not going to have to quite play the full roster from the other team. <laughs> right, and they're a fantastic team this year. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good. So they just load up on wins. I don't know. Probably made somebody mad by saying that. But, I mean, it's a team, man. We're all pulling on the same rope here. It's like I'm sure there are some things in all kinds of varieties of life where you – well, as a team, I, shouldn't you back that guy and say, you know what, if he can't play, I'm not going and playing either. We just won't show up in Toronto. We've gone too far. <laughs> we'll forfeit the whole series on principle? Yes, on Is that principle, what you're saying? yes. That'll go you don't well let in him in, we won't come in either. I wonder how many players we're talking about here. It says multiple. That could be two. It could be seven. seven it could be eight, it yeah. could be it be twenty. I, I don't know what multiple means. Well, I know one of them's one of their starting pitchers that's going to skip a start. So I don't know. Some things I'll never understand. Eight forty-five in the morning. We are joined by Chris Plank next. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Time for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA as we welcome in now Chris Plank. Good morning, Chris. What's up, Toby? How are you? I'm good. You had an interesting weekend. I did. A little road trip down to Austin, that uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. It was, it was an experience. Um, according to the celebration after the game, Texas won the national championship this weekend. So congratulations to the Longhorn softball team for winning the national tears, title man. on they Saturday. Were, they're in tears. Dude, I mean, I, and, and again, I guess if you haven't beaten your rival in a really long time, um, 23 straight wins, it, it's worthy of a celebration, right? But dude, I mean, I, I, I've never seen anything like that in a regular season game. Even Oklahoma State didn't celebrate the way Texas did. So, good on them. Oklahoma still won the series, and we'll see how they adjust going forward. Uh, word is uh, Longhorn Network doing a 30-for-30 30 30 on that victory. It'll be airing uh, later in July. Now, come on, guys. It was a big deal. <laughs> they had won 40 straight games. How many? 23 in a row for Texas? It, I would say, was it the equivalent of a court storming? We see those all the time. Dude, it was the equivalent of a court storming and then cutting down the nets whenever you were done. <laughs> yeah. So I have no problem with running out Plus and it's hugging. Texas, so we can take shots at them. Well, you know. I mean, again, that, that Dulcini girl was – Haley Dulcini was incredible. I mean, she was great all weekend long, and so was Jordy Ball. But, I mean, like, take your L, move on. Sooners uh, now have to regroup, and they've got Texas on – Wednesday, uh, some on Twitter, sky's falling because they are now uh, oh, really? 38 and 1. Oh, yeah. We're pa- we got some panicking going on on Twitter? Yeah. I mean, since Twitter's always calculated and measured and, you know, kind of really takes its time to evaluate things. 
Right. <laughs> so. Well, well uh, finally, we've uh, the issues I've been talking about all year have been exposed. <laughs> Maybe somebody will believe me now. I've been telling you all along there's something <laughs> wrong here. So hopefully you people will start listening to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was a good trip. Sooners won two of three. That was a lot of Sooner fans that were there. Toby, a lot. I was shocked. I was shocked. So it was it was hostile. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as as hostile as maybe it might typically be in those types of situations. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's well, re- and it's real simple. They um, for Oklahoma, they. Every single t- coach Gas on the pregame show said, I moved them up to an eight because they played really, really well on Thursday and Friday. I mean, Toby, borderline flaw. Now they made some mistakes, but they played almost flawlessly on, on Friday night. It was maybe one of their best games of the season, even with four walks. You know, you had two pitchers that had two walks apiece. And, and they, oh, they gave up a run. So some people are like, how can you say they played flawlessly when they gave up a run? But, I mean, they, they gave up a run. I know, it's crazy. Uh, and then coach of the pregame show said, I ticked him up to an eight, and I really felt like we played well. And as soon as they got ticked up to an eight, <laughs> they uh, they ended up having a tough outing against Dolcini. So I would imagine that uh, Coach Gasso, just, just in my uh, opinion, might uh, – Dock that back down to maybe a seven and a half or yeah, a four. seven. Four. 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 I, there are three, but it was it was. Do you think OU awesome. will make the NCAA tournament? I'm kind of worried about sure. their ability to host now. Uh, you know, with <laughs> with North Texas on Wednesday and then Iowa State coming in here this weekend. Uh-huh. So yeah, you was, rode the bus with the team home. How much infighting did you see <laughs> in this team? Was there an issue with people getting mad at X player for the mistake that they made? No, they're. I, I, I hate to tell some of the panicky Pete's out there who just love to be miserable with everything or, you know, want to want to I'll get questions about a player that hasn't stepped on the field all season long. Why isn't so-and-so playing? Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're, they were 38 and oh, and they lost their first. And they games. can't all be as positive as OU baseball fans, Chris. <laughs> That's right. Boy, uh, speaking of, of OU baseball. Tiro, I know it. I know it pains. Well, we we get the spring game on Saturday, but that's massive this weekend now, right? I mean, it's big time that we're counting down to. I think they all are. I think they all are. Um, yeah, I mean, they're in a good spot to make the tournament, but they're going to have to play well here down the stretch. I think the key for them now, we're talking baseball, right? Yeah, correct. Quick shift yeah. from uh, uh, I, I softball the, to baseball. I think the key is going to be for them to – finish at least fifth place in the conference and preferably have a 500 record or better in, in the conference. If they can do that, their strength of schedule, RPI, everything that would come along with that are going to be plenty strong enough to get them in. So, um, you know, you get the Kansas and Kansas States who are at the bottom of the standings. You need to get some wins against those guys. So it's a road series, but you need to win it this weekend. You need to you need to win it. Start there. You need to win it. If you sweep them, awesome. But right, three out of four this week would be great. I think you got Wichita State Tuesday night, Kansas this weekend on the road. If you could have a three out of four week, I think that'd be really good. What is is here's where I've been confused. Is Kansas and Kansas State good or not? Because K State takes two of three this weekend from Texas. Probably should have taken two of three from Texas Tech and ended up getting swept. They got destroyed by TCU. 
And, you know, Kansas has had a few moments this season where they've looked okay, but I don't know, is that just kind of this league? Kansas State is better than Kansas. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Kansas State's better than Kansas. Kansas State has some some really nice players. I don't know. I don't think they're very deep. Okay, but they they ha- they they fight you tooth and nail. They kind of got the whole you know the they got the Pete Hughes mentality to them, and uh, they're better than Kansas. But they're both the eighth and ninth best teams in the conference. So I kind of like the way it it the schedule broke for OU this year. I think you're more likely to win the road series against Kansas. Gotcha. And I think with having K State at home. And all that will entail this year, the return of Pete for the first time. That it oh, kind of wow. breaks well it breaks well for Oklahoma in that regard, but you still gotta go win. You did Robbie never sent you that Kendall Rogers stuff, did he? No. Oh. It was interesting. I'm sorry. It was interesting to hear. I talked to Kendall Rogers on Friday and it was interesting yeah. to hear what he had to say. He What did he say about OU? Uh, it, a little work to do, but kind of what basically you should work for D1Baseball.com because what you just said was basically a mirror of what he said. He said, hey, you take care of the games you're supposed to win and you're in. Pull off a few shockers, maybe sweep a series here or there from, let's see, what, do we have Texas Tech coming up? Or yes. Yeah. Well, last, last, last series, series of the season, right. You know, take take two of three or sweep that. You know, make sure you, you don't stumble against West Virginia and they're going to be right in that conversation. So he was yeah. he seemed positive about him. Chris, have a great show today. Thanks, Toby. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, see you. Chris Plank coming up next with Josh Elmer. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Monday, everybody.